Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Welcome to Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. I'll be joined by Aaron and possibly my brother Tobin a little bit later. Today is my birthday, so happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Um, yeah, we just had a nice radio show, got some call-ins, some family and friends. It was very pleasant. So um, looking forward to moving on. Hey, if, you, if you're not aware of it, you're not a subscriber to Disney+, Plus. you might want to look at joining for a month. It's uh, $6.99 a month to join Disney+. Plus. Uh, but starting on, or on, on uh, July 3rd, you can, uh, they're going to stream the stage presentation of Hamilton. And if you're not somebody who lives in New York City or haven't had a chance to travel to New York City and you've not seen it, uh, well worth the trip. So here, here is Aaron and brother. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. I can hear you. I'm just teasing. Um, how, how goes it? It's going great. Are we doing an after the show show? I'm, I'm doing an after the show show. I don't know about you. <laughs> I just need to get it on speaker here. I don't remember how I did it before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So. Hit speaker. I don't know. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> speak him. Speak him, speaker. Smart, I was just saying. I'm not. So, you know, hey. I was just saying that, uh, you know, if you're not a, a streamer, oh, Disney Plus for six ninety nine, you might want to do it for the month of July. And watch everything you can. Go watch The Mandalorian. It's great. And on July 3rd, they're streaming Hamilton. So if you don't live in New York and haven't had a chance to visit New York, you can see the original Broadway cast recorded in 2016 uh, performing the entire show, Hamilton. Uh, I figured it out. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely want to do that. Yeah, I think Hamilton's going to be weird. I'm looking forward to it, actually. It's a... a, a uh, television event you know and there aren't too many television events i mean they made up a whole bunch of covid you know uh uh from home concert events but eh, they weren't events so much i guess lady gaga one was an event but you know the the uh, iheart radio did one and you know i don't know they didn't yeah. seem eventful I to me watch those. i watched parts of some of them and so you know and and this is going to sound this is, it fits in with me being old uh there was just a lot of the music i didn't care about and didn't care for um, yep. You know, they had some music that was really good, but then there's a whole bunch of like top 40 people who, when you have them sing at home, they sound really bad. Yeah, they do. Because they're all auto-tuned. I mean, the Grammys yeah. should go to their engineer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, there's some that are truly talented. And, and when you hear them sing, you go like, oh, they're good. You know? And then there's yeah. some you, go, you you hear them sing and you're like, oh, please, 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 just don't Make do that. Stop. Make it yeah. stop. <laughs> don't do that. You know? You're a performer, so, not a musician. You're not a singer. You're a performer. As long as you understand the difference, we're good. Yes, and that's an important distinction. Yeah. Yep, yep, so, yep. So apparently these pre-COVID evictions um, that were started pre-COVID and halted, they're uh-huh. resuming in San Bernardino County. Oh, goody. Isn't that so great? You've Homeless been people, yay! Out of work so, for months, and now we're going to put you on the street. I mean, I understand that the that the, the property owners need to make payments on the property. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, so you know, it's not that they're that they're you know evil landlords of yesteryear. Yeah, um, maybe some of them are, but 
you know, the, uh, many of them have financed their properties. And so they've yeah. got to make payments. And if it's not earning them revenue, they've got to get people in there who, who will. Oh, absolutely. Revenue. Yeah. They don't want to lose their property and have it foreclosed by the bank. So they, you know, they've, they've got to make payments. And it's not like they're made out of money either. So, you know, it's, I, it, everybody's between a rock and a hard place here. Yes. So evictions resumed this month in San Bernardino County with sheriff's deputies processing move out orders pending from before the coronavirus emergency started. So that would, that virus, the, the emergency started mid-March. And so it's just picking up from there. Um, that means two counties in, in Southern California have, re, have resumed efforts to whittle eviction backlogs. Um, Orange County began doing it in the beginning of June. L.A. and Riverside County still have all evictions on hold. So um, evictions have been on hold throughout California. Um, uh, the State Judicial Council issued a ban on courts processing unlawful detainer cases and foreclosures until 90 days after the governor list lifts the current state of emergency. But L.A., Orange, and San Bernardino counties had a backlog of 1,433 move-out judgments that predated that emergency. So the new ones were stopped, but the, the old ones can resume, and they are. So the, 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 the deputies, San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputies, are now serving those notices to vacate, and um, they had 32 lockouts last week. So, you know, there's some families out there who need uh, who need some help. Yeah, well, let's hope that you know, like um, some of the, the you know Catholic charities and and uh, and uh, home uh, home for humanity and those kind of people can step up and maybe help some people out. Yes. So um, Habitat for I, Humanity I know that is what Catholic I meant to charities say. Charities does offer uh, they do offer this kind of support. They mm-hmm. do have um, uh, uh, like they'll do. Uh, hotel vouchers and they'll right. do some sort um, of temporary placement and stuff and, yeah yeah and so that is part of what they do um i don't know that habitat does that work i know that they build yeah. homes for people who need them but i don't know that they they do any housing of the homeless salvation army does right. and um you know there are local charities um that do um mary's mercy center here in san bernardino does and mm-hmm. anyway um, yeah, I mean, you know but, that you know that that arena much better than I do. And you're right, Habitat builds homes, but they don't. I don't think help people in temporary instances like this. So, you know, and, I mean, not that they couldn't, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's hope it's temporary. Let's hope that people will be able to get back on their feet and get, uh, you know, if they've been off work, get back to work or find work. Um, so, and that's the challenge, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the um, people say we should shut down again because i've heard that being said it's like no we shouldn't because people will be homeless if we do yeah um people need to work just wear your stinking mask and wash your hands yeah well that said you said we've got five beds left at the hospital right five icu beds um, in in riverside county in, riverside. in all of the county yeah and so i mean if that's the case then i think we maybe need to consider doing some regional lockdowns maybe not complete shutdowns but i think you know, in certain regions, we need to start reevaluating. I, you know, shouldn't, certainly shouldn't be like statewide or nationwide, but um, but I think in certain areas, if we're overloading the hospitals, then we we need to do something, because yeah. you know, if if you suddenly find that you now have COVID and and you're starting to have breathing problems, you need to be able to go to a hospital, and yes. you know, when 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 the store's all full, when you when the hospital's f- filled up. You know, you don't want to be wheeled into an emergency room. And they say, sorry, we can't take you. That's true. That's true. Well, it's all scary. 
you know, yeah. I, I personally believe, you know, they have treatments, and as we talked about, they're mm-hmm. prohibitively expensive. Yeah, you they're know. so affordable. Uh, right, like 3500 or whatever it was, a, a treatment. Yeah, sell but, your car uh, and you can have a treatment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know that there's going to be a vaccine. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who happens to teach biology, and I'm like, you know, a, the, the common cold is a coronavirus, and we don't have a vaccine for that. Well, it's also um, a rhinovirus. There's a couple different viruses that cause what well, we call what the common said, cold. Yeah. But, but the point is, is that they mutate and they're hard to, I mean, it's we, a vaccine has to work for that virus. Well, that virus mm-hmm. is always mutating. You have a situation like you do with the flu right. where they have to guess what it might be this coming season. And you get a flu shot every year that should, should be there, should work against most of what you might come across. But you might still get the flu because there's others that weren't covered. You know what right. I'm saying? Absolutely. So it might be that situation. Yeah. And instead of a flu shot, we might just find that we're getting a seasonal virus shot. And right. and it will be a guess. And some years it'll protect better than others. And, and it, nobody, it, it, you know, it's no guarantee it's going to protect you 100%. Even people who get the shot sometimes still get the flu. And, you know, yes. the same will be the case with this. It's like depends on how your body reacts to the uh, to the shot and whether or not you build the antibodies and enough antibodies and when you're exposed. And there's just a lot of variables. It just it just makes me think that, that this thing isn't going around. I'm not going away very any time soon. We're going to have it's it. It's definitely going around. It's just, yeah. It's going around. It's not going away. Yeah. Yeah. I no. said that as we were going yeah. around a truck. <laughs> isn't it funny how that happens? It's like, you yes. know, your, your, your uh, environment really does affect you and what's going on around you changes you know your thought patterns and everything it's like suddenly yes. you're just like whoa wait a minute <laughs> so, you know i'm scrolling um, on the screen in front of me and there happens to be a picture of a deer and i go oh dear we might happen you know like, it's like and a deer has nothing to do with me saying oh dear but you know you put the two verbally yes. together and visually together and it's like uh, yes exactly brains exactly. are an odd thing brains are an odd thing so, um, yep, yep, yep. Uh, anyway, I just, there are a lot of people who are pushing back against the mask, like we've been talking about. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, just wear the mask or stay inside. I mean, come on. It's yeah. really, truly not too much to ask. Yeah. No, I think there was a thing that went viral about a woman, like, just completely losing it at a um, uh, grocery store when they told her she had to wear a mask to come in. And, uh, and then she came out a little bit later and tried to explain herself. But there's just no excuse for that. I mean, her her, her explanation was so lame, Todd. She she said that she had a, a breathing issue, doctor related note that she didn't have to. She tried to say that she called the store and they gave her permission to come without masks. But then she said, no, no, she called the wrong store. And so there was that issue. She's such a and, liar. Yes. And and then then it was this man that he was berating her and causing her to feel uncomfortable. And that's why she freaked out because right. this man was was so aggressive towards her and just scared her. Right. No, she was three years old and she threw a tantrum. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to wear a mask. I don't I like it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's throwing food and yelling, screaming. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Seriously, yeah. are you three? You are acting like you're three. Yep. Yep. That was exactly it. <laughs> the world we live you in. You know, I regressed. <laughs> trying to be more part youthful is, part of it is people really don't know how to handle the stress of these times that we're living in right and and i think a lot of this bad behavior is really just coming from people that are poorly equipped 
for how to deal with stress. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't have an outlet. They don't have someone to talk to. They don't have an exercise regime. They don't have uh, healthy habits. Maybe they've never been particularly good at managing their emotions to begin with. I don't know, but we're seeing all kinds of bad behavior. And Maybe they're just limited. naturally unbalanced. I think we're finding that half the population is just naturally unbalanced. Well, Not everybody is as calm and cool and collected and smart and wonderful and good-looking as us. Or humble. Or humble, Todd. Yeah, humble, humble. There, yeah, yeah, that one, too. So I, I think, yeah, I, I think that we're spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, as a you people. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I posted allergies. Sorry, I posted something the other day, and it, part of my way of dealing with stress is I talk about different things online to get my mind off the things that are really bothering me. Well, what mm-hmm. I posted actually stressed out a bunch of people, and one of my I, our friends sent me a private message and said, "Can you please take that down? You're really not being very helpful at this moment. We don't need another topic like this to fire everyone up. We got enough stressors." And she was 100% right. And after I thought about it, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> my way of dealing with stress is actually stressing other people out. And I took it off the internet. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm done. So then you find the picture of the cutest bunnies and puppies and kittens and baby deer, and, and you put those up. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm particularly fond of, of the, the cool puppy pictures. Puppies. Hey, little puppy pictures. Little puppies do it for me. Just calm down. That you know, it's funny. Years ago, when I used to uh, cruise about in the Volkswagen Beetle, I kept in the glove box a copy of James Taylor's Greatest Hits, and to me, that's calming music. It is. And so I just put in James Taylor's Greatest Hits, and and you know, and you get that guitar strumming, and you're just like, in my mind, I'm going to Carolina, and you're like, okay, I'm good. Yes, I <laughs> I had it on. Uh, record. I had that on um, CD. I had it on cassette. I wore it out every. I mean, I love that album. Yeah, it's one of those that. It, 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 there's two. There, he he did a greatest hits too, and it's good music as well. But the greatest hits volume one, the all white looking album, um, it just song after song of just chill, just chill out. Life is good. Life can be good, you know. And yeah, it's it's that was my. Oh shoot! The car's not running again properly, Tate. Because <laughs> you know well, it, it was. Uh, you know the Beatles are incredibly hardy, but um, I had an issue for a period of time where the um, the starter would not engage with the engine, and you had to crawl underneath the car and short out the solenoid that pushed the starter, and then bang on it a couple times to knock it loose, and then it would. And you know it turned out to be like a twenty dollar fix in two bolts. So I mean, it, I eventually fixed it, but you know twenty bucks and, and a high school kid. Um, I didn't want to spend the money, um, and uh, but I fixed it eventually. But you know, it 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 was one of those things where you get in the car and it wouldn't start. You'd hear the the starter go, but it wouldn't turn over the engine. Oh, it's like ah oh, so crud. So you know, I'd put on James Taylor. I'd get the wrench. I'd go underneath there. <laughs> I go boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and, and just so our listeners know, yeah. Todd, when back when you were a teenager, twenty bucks was real money. That's like you know, hundred bucks today. Yeah, you were. You were you were a teenager like a thousand years ago. Ah, it was really a long time ago, yeah. Yeah. Times had changed. Back then you had to crank <laughs> the engine with your hands to get the car to start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a I, beetle. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to say this to mom and dad this morning, but I was gonna give them a one day window in which they could say you were the favorite. 
just give him, give him that, that luxury of just you know, loving on you like that today. But I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dad does listen to our live stream uh, intermittently, so he could be online. Yeah, well, if, if it's intermittent, it's probably because he's got issues with his hearing aids. So he's probably catching every other word. Yeah. Nobody has jokes this morning. Everybody at yeah. everybody else's expense. Yeah. <laughs> everybody else being me. Um <laughs> So, so Aaron did not believe me when I told her the meaning of the word yekel. She thought I was just making it up. Yeah, it, it's 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 pickle with a Y, and an E, and different letters. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, you know, I did a look up on it because you can like click on a word and then look it up, you know, online and uh, on your computer. And I did that, and it, they they thought yokel, which is pretty much what Tobin is. So yeah. <laughs> I misspelled it when I said it to you, so it's it's a different spelling, but yeah. That explains it. Uh-huh. See, for those people who don't know Tobin well, he makes up stories, and he loves to laugh when you think that he's not making up stories. And so he's yeah. reached a point where I'm like, okay, you're making that up. No, really, it's true. I don't believe you. Yeah, well, and he will ride that false story as long as he possibly can get you to, to, to go with it. So... <laughs> So, you know, I mean, and that may be, you know, days or weeks if, if, he, yes. if, he, keep, if he can keep it going that long, he will. My, my children will tell you that I, I wrote a couple stories for several years at their expense. Now they don't believe a word he says. Good. With, uh, with good cause. But I taught them to be skeptical, and that's a good thing. That's true. To think. Don't trust everything you hear. So they're not fooled right. by things called news. He and made I say, our children jaded. News. <laughs> I say called news, they, but they don't trust it. They double check. They're like, eh, right. let me verify. <laughs> trust, but verify. Yeah. Just like dad. It, it was nice. To, speaking of kids, it was really nice to hear your daughter's voices this morning. It really was, wasn't in. it? Thank you for setting that up. That was very nice. It was so nice to have uh, here them and my sister Haley and my parents and well I guess you Tobin <laughs> and a little tiny bit of a very tired and grumpy Noah yeah nephew Noah was a... <laughs> it's funny because she said he's up before she is and like it's like what does he do he gets up and then then falls back to sleep sort of or something which is very possible I, I've been known to do that I've gotten up walked out sat down on the couch and then gone right back to sleep and you know yes Yes, well, I've been known to of. wake up in the morning and start the re- you know finishing up my show prep because I always do some of it in the morning and fall asleep with my phone in my hand. <laughs> was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday, and I'm like, oh crud. <laughs> well, it's funny when you sent the uh, the text before the show started and said, uh, "Why don't we just do a best of?" Or, and then a few seconds later, said, "Or you could just, you know, do the first segment." And and I was kind of like, "Yay, best of! I can go back to bed." And then and then and then uh, you said, oh, "Or just do the 15, first oh, Okay, I'll sit here and wait for you to come in, and I'll do the show. <laughs> All right. I thought, no, I can't shirk my responsibility. Yeah. I need to be on the air. Because I just feel bad, you know, that I yeah. that it happened. It turns well, out I am really tired right now because I'm a dum dum and um, I haven't been taking my B12. I've oh been no. a vegan now for six months, and if I take my B12 twice a month, I'm I'm mm-hmm. lucky. You know, I that's a, that's that's a lot for me. Well, you're supposed to, your body needs B12, and we don't get it from vegan sources, and so. Mm-hmm. 
the, one of the symptoms is that you get this really powerful lethargy, and that is what I'm dealing with right now. It's totally my fault. So yeah. I need to. I'm going to set an alarm so that I take my vitamins, and I bought high quality vitamins. There's no excuse except that I just don't remember. Yeah, the other one I heard is selenium. It's a mineral that that a lot of um, that that not a lot of well, actually not a lot of people get, much less vegans. But that selenium is is. Um, another one that helps you uh, process energy and uh, and that it's lacking in a lot of people's diets. I, I don't. Wow. So okay. I, so I just I'll have to get that. I just think, you know, once in a while, even if you don't do it every day, a reasonably good, well-sourced uh, multivitamin is probably not a bad idea, um, yeah. you know, because nobody eats as well as they should, regardless of what kind of diet you eat. We probably none of us eat the full spectrum of foods that we would give us a, a completely balanced diet. So a, um, you know, a little supplement every once in a while is probably not a bad thing. I run low in vitamin D. So mm-hmm. I take, a lot when of women I do, do take it, which is not very mm-hmm. often. Um, when I, I have the D three, yep. K two, I take, um, K two helps with the absorption of the D three. Right. Then I have magnesium. I have zinc. I have, um, B12 and calcium. So I have a giant pile of stuff that I've tried at different times because, you know, I get bored and move on. Um, but uh, I use something called um, True Balance by Now Supplements that I like a lot. I've been using that on and off for years. And it's... Um, doesn't upset my stomach it's a capsule instead of a pill so it uh, uh, dissolves and absorbs better um you know and i like it a lot so that's nice. one thing that i i take and it's a multivitamin multi-mineral so it has a little bit of everything and it's just a it's it's for in my mind it's a true supplement it's not something that that i'm going to live off of but it's just nice to um to fill in the blanks because i know that even when i'm trying to eat as best i can that there's probably something i'm missing you know I didn't yep. have I didn't have that kale or that arugula this week or or hey you know I didn't gnaw on a seashell to get some calcium or you know whatever it is. <laughs> so so my thing is I I'm not a big fan of vitamins and and the, if you really want me to take vitamins you've got to figure out how to put them into ice cream. Yeah. Then I'm in. We just put a gummy on top of your ice cream. You can have vitamin ah, gummy. I don't even like the gummies. No no I want it in the ice cream. <laughs> Topin's four. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, well, they probably put some vitamin D in the ice cream because it's you know like they do with milk, right? They, they, they yeah. yes. So you probably have some vitamin D magically in there, and fat, uh, well, and sugar. Yes, they make fortified cereals, so you may be getting the multivitamins that way. You know, I can't remember the last time I had a cereal. I bought a box of Captain Crunch before this all happened. And my wife and daughter used it in some cooking stuff. Um, they were doing these these baking things, and they used some cereal in. The, but I have not actually had a bowl of it. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I've had cereal. It's it's just not something I ever. I, I had grow, cereal all the time, Todd. Growing up, I had it all the time. Yeah. I, I have Frosted Flakes. That's my go-to. Yeah. I think we'd <laughs> mentioned it once before. The one I like. You're making that up. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know your your morning routine. Buckwheat no, 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 flakes. Not making that up. He actually does have frosted yeah. flakes almost every day. I used to have something called buckwheat flakes, and they don't make it anymore. They quit making it in the eighties. But I, I love buckwheat. 
buckwheat flakes were a, uh, yeah, they they were basically like a frosted flake, but they were made out of buckwheat, and they had like a maple flavor on them. Yep. And uh, and then apparently there was some issue with the maple, or they changed the recipe, and they changed it to like a honey flavor, and then they quit making them. And so like, mom used to get mad at me because I would actually grab maple syrup and uh-huh. pour the maple syrup on top of my maple buckwheats. So it was like sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar. And Mom's Who like, needs milk? That. <laughs> it's like, I just really want the sugar. I don't care if there's any buckwheat involved, man. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I did a little research and found out about the buckwheat flakes and that they just they – quit. I mean, I remember they quit making them, but I did a little reading yeah. about it and found out that, that they uh, – yeah, basically they changed the recipe and killed it. But the um, – the other thing that is, you know, the uh, Super Sugar Crisp. I remember Super Sugar Crisp. Can't get enough Super Sugar Crisp. And with the frog, right? Yeah. Uh, well, he was a, the bear. He was a bear. Um, was it a bear? Yeah. Sugar Smacks is the frog. Oh, okay. I think one's Kellogg and one's Post or something like that. But uh, but they, they went from Sugar Crisps to Honey Crisps to Crisps. To, you know, they wanted to make them sound healthier, so they kept kind of t- taking all the sweet yummy delicious parts out um i don't know if they actually ever changed the cereal at all though <laughs> they just changed the name i think the final one when they went from chris they went to burnt and then after that people were like i'm done <laughs> yeah <laughs> god yeah it's puffed puffed rice was sh- super sugar chris puffed rice with sugar glaze yeah or i should say yeah, I sugar, just, sugar I... glaze with a little bit of puffed rice is actually the better way to phrase that i was not a fan of any puffed rice cereal I like I like mm-hmm. Rice Krispies, but those aren't puffed; those are toasted. Yeah, or fried. Or fried, whatever they were. Yeah. I liked those when I was a kid, but yeah. I've never been a huge cereal fan. Yeah, I, I when I was younger, that was my go-to every morning. You know, although you know, even then, I think it was always like a treat to have something like a bagel or something. And honestly, if I have breakfast nowadays, it's probably going to be one of two things. It's going to be. Um, uh, it, and for your vegan ears, I apologize, but it's it's you know usually some bacon and eggs of some sort, or uh, a pop tart, or I just skip it. I always have a cup of coffee in the morning while we're on the air. That I have, uh, and, and I've I have switched to doing it. Uh, well, you know what? It's funny. The pop tarts really re in, in. That's been in the last three months that I brought those back in. It was uh, when COVID started. It was like, I don't know, it was like comfort food or comfort something. Comfort food, yeah. When we were growing up, Pop-Tarts were an incredible treat because, I mean, it wasn't something that we, that we bought regularly. And in a house of four kids, Pop-Tarts went quick. A, my mom oh. would buy a box or my dad would buy a box and there's like six tarts, you know, three packages of two or maybe four packages of two. But that's about it. And And so you were lucky if you got a tart, much less two tarts. So, Todd, help me out here because my brain is just not working right. Dad used to buy that cereal that was like gravel. Grape, Grape nuts. nuts. Grape nuts, yes. Oh, my God. That was the worst. And we always had that at home. I yeah. love grapes. That was always in the pantry because the only person in the house who actually liked grape nuts was our dad. Yes. I love grape nuts. I do. Mm-hmm. I, my, I, my mom used to get that. And I had to add sugar, which I generally don't add sugar, but I had to add sugar. I really like grape nuts. Yeah. I like grape nuts and yogurt. You know, the thing with grape nuts is if you eat it too quickly, you can chip a tooth. And if you wait too long, it's like eating a mush of bread and milk. And so you've got that little window of about 45 seconds where it's actually good. (laughs) Todd nailed it. Nailed it right there. 
And so you've got to eat it. It's all timing with grape nuts. You know, you've got to get it where it's softened but not mush. And the difference is, you know. I don't think they sell it anymore, Todd. And I think kids today need to experience grape nuts. That's that's like the cereal from the, the Depression era. Somebody literally put gravel in a box and sold it and said, this is a breakfast cereal. Yeah. That is so not true. Enjoy this stuff. <laughs> People ate it back in then. In my day, we ate. <laughs> yeah, I actually think grape nut cereal is still around. I'm double checking right now. I have yeah. not seen it in the store. But Created in 1897 by C.W. Post, a former patient and later competitor to Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, produced a nut-sized kernel. He he broke the sheet into pieces and ran them through a coffee grinder. That's how he made it. He made a uh, uh, a rigid batter and baked baked it in a sheet and then broke it up with, with a hammer, a jackhammer, no, with a coffee grinder. <laughs> so these were... These were these. They had these sanatoriums, right? I mean, it was yeah. you go there because you have tuberculosis or something else, and you need to you need respite. And the, and both of them, that, that's how they got started, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, there's a great and hilarious movie about that whole thing. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, let's see, what was it called? Darn it, I can't think of the name of the movie. Um, I'm seeing if I can find it. Think about something else. Yeah, exactly. Think about grape nuts. Makes my teeth (laughs) makes my teeth hurt. So, and and, and there's no grapes in it. No, in fact, I I, the name of grape nuts is like, how on earth did they come up calling them grape nuts? You know, I'm not sure. Maybe he added grapes. I don't know. Yes, modern day grape nuts contain whole grain wheat flour, malted barley flour, salt, and dried yeast. Delicious. (laughs) Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Well, I mean, frosted flakes are just corn yeah. flakes and sugar. A crap ton of sugar. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, a crap ton is 2,002 pounds as opposed to a regular ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the good old stuff. Yule Gibbons. So I have That's right. Ever eat a pine tree? Many parts are edible. He was the spokesperson for Grape Nuts. I'm sorry, you were moving on. I was still on Grape Nuts. Let's move on. <laughs> Ding. There you go. We were talking about... I'm a little, little slow, a little slow this morning. <laughs> it's because I'm old. I'm old. Gimme, gimme, gimme. All right. Um, so should we talk about some news? No. <laughs> sure, no. go for it. Go for it. Well, I already, I already closed it. I already closed it. No news. Yeah. Grape nuts was initially marketed as food for the brain and nerve centers. Seriously? <laughs> That's what it would. That was the yes. It was. It was. They believed it could enhance vitality, and it was sold as a food for brain and nerve centers. Well, it's it's mm-hmm. food for the colon because it cleaned everything out. Well, not according to them. It was for the brain and nerve centers. Come on. Because <laughs> well, you crack a tooth and that, that nerve in your tooth will go straight yeah. to the brain. Late, you feel like you're dying. Later, it was, it was marketed as fills you up, not out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Yep, so yep, yep. there is a climate a- um, activist 
Um, his name is Michael Schellenberger. Have you heard that name before? Schellenberger. It sounds familiar. So apparently he um, wrote an opinion piece that ran in um, in Forbes magazine, but it was up for a couple of hours and then it was pulled. Um, now, this guy was once called a hero of the environment, and he's a Green Book Award winner. So his bona fides or bona fides are, are, are sound. But this, he wrote a piece that says, on behalf of environmentalists, I apologize for the climate scare. Crazy. <laughs> he says, I'm grateful that Forbes has been so committed to publishing a, a range of viewpoints, including ones that challenge the conventional wisdom, and was thus disappointed my editors removed my piece from the website. I believe Forbes is an important outlet for broadening environmental journalism beyond overwhelmingly alarmist approach taken by most reporters and look forward to contributing uh, heterodoxical pieces on energy and the environment in the future. So um, here is, uh, these are his points, the salient points. Number one, humans, he says humans are not causing a sixth mass extinction. Amazon is, the Amazon is not the lungs of the world. Climate change is not making natural disasters worse. He says fires have declined 25% around the world since 2003. Next is the amount of land we use for meat. Humankind's biggest land, use of land has declined by an area nearly as large as Alaska. The buildup of wood fuel and more houses near forests, not climate change, explains why there are more and more dangerous fires in Australia and California. I, yeah, I think it's absolutely that. It's it's poor fire management policy. Yeah, well, building Carbon. your house next to, in, in the middle of the woods, you know. Yes, and 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 the the the, the obsession with old growth growth forests, um, so that you stop every fire, means that underbrush just gets thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker. Absolutely. Well, and and if you don't have burns, then the trees like the sequoias can't reproduce because no, they, they can't. Their their pine cones only open up and distribute seeds after there's been a burn. They're designed to take advantage of fires. Yes, they are. So he says that carbon emissions have been declining in rich nations, including Britain, Germany, France, and France since the mid-70s. It's adapting the Chinese. To, yes, adapting to life <laughs> below sea level made the Netherlands rich, not poor. He says, we produce 25% more food than we need, and food surpluses will continue to rise as the world gets hotter because things grow in, in the heat. Um, Habitat loss and the direct killing of wild animals are bigger threats to species than climate change. Wood, wood fuel is far worse for people than wild and wildlife and fossil fuels. And preventing future pandemics requires more, not less, industrial agriculture. That is heretical to the religion of uh, environmentalism and climate change. It is. Where is this story? So it, uh, it's it, the story is from the Daily Wire, but the piece originally ran in Forbes. It only stayed up for a couple. It hours. It was up for a couple of hours, so, so the Forbes clearly got some got some heat and pushback um, when they ran this piece. Yeah, think. Yeah, but this guy, he's like I said, his bona fides or bona fides are um, are sound. He said he became an environmentalist at 16 when he threw a fundraiser for Rain Rainforest Action Network. Um, at 27, I helped save the last unprotected ancient redwoods in California. Um, he's advocated for renewables, 
Um, he helped persuade Obama, uh, the Obama administration to invest $90 billion in them. Um, over the last few years, he helped save enough nuclear plants from being replaced by fossil fuels to prevent a sharp increase in emissions. So, and a good chunk of the piece is him talking about his bonus, his his background. Yeah. Um, I just found so, the story on on um, on the Daily Wire. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so yay! He says, somebody's trying to tell the truth. Yeah, and he says so. My formal apology for our fear mongering comes in the form of his new book, Apoc- Apocalypse Never. Why environmental alarmism hurts us all. Ah, okay. Here he's telling the truth because he's trying to sell a book. Gotcha. Yeah, but- or is he telling the truth? Hmm. Maybe he's just saying things because he's trying to sell a book. Okay, Todd. I don't, I don't think he'd throw away his reputation and all of his friends because you know this is the world he's been in just to sell a book. I don't, I don't know. know. If money. Book cost. So you're 20- going to dismiss him? Book cost twenty seven dollars. <laughs> Are you going to dismiss him? No, I don't dismiss anybody. I don't believe anybody either. We're all liars. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I think that the people who want to believe him are going to hold him up as a banner of, of, of finally somebody telling the truth. And the, the people who don't want to believe him are going to say, oh, somebody finally got to him. They've, they've turned him. Uh, you know, he, he's he's lying to us now because, you know, he spent a lifetime telling us other things. And, you know, it's going it, to people are going to believe what they're going to believe. They don't you know, the evidence is irrelevant. The proof is irrelevant. People believe what they want to believe. Yeah. But here's here's the good thing about a guy like this. Is that a little you cynical? Know, right, <laughs> right now, there really isn't a debate going on about global warming. It's because we're all sides, dying of covid. It's basically two sides yelling at each other. And it's like you said, people have decided they're just going to believe what they're going to believe. Yeah. But somebody like him who's crossed over suddenly has, hopefully still has some credibility with the, the, the side that he's originally on and can begin to maybe bridge that. And we can begin maybe to have some healthy dialogue. Yeah. Because do you really believe be that, honest, though? Do you think, I, I think, I, I said, do you really believe that, though? Because I think that, that the second he said anything that was counter to the to the uh, narrative of, of the environmentalists, they they discount everything he says from there on he's been he's been somehow you know turned usurped uh poisoned and and nothing he says is is now valid because it doesn't agree with what we already believe yeah i don't know there's there's a woman in education who had a similar flip her name is diane ravitch and she used to be uh sort of a big proponent of charters and and vouchers and all that and then realized after really looking at the research that that doesn't work the way people think it works and has now sort of become more of an advocate for more of a traditional model of public mm-hmm. schooling and, and fixing some of the real problems we have in our public schools right. without taking those dollars and giving them to someone else. And, um, and, and I see her still having credibility with both groups and somebody who's been able to sort of bridge some of that. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I it's think a, a tough... lot depends on the individual. Really tough line to walk in. It depends on the individual and how they present themselves. I, I agree with you. My feeling, though, is, and this is this does go to my my just personal cynicism and, and my yeah. basic understanding of how the human brain works, is that you tend to make a gut decision on what you think is right, and then you credit the things that support that decision, and you discount the things that don't support that decision. So very few decisions are actually made on facts. Most decisions by most people are honestly made uh, initially on a gut decision and then you defend that decision until you're just overwhelmingly convinced otherwise and it's really hard to change somebody's opinion of something because they'll do some precursory reading and make a, a gut decision on something 
based on on limited information because that's just what's available to them or they'll look at something and make what they believe and i say in air quotes the common sense decision and then they will hold that decision and hold that opinion for their dear life even if they don't have you know you can present them all kinds of facts showing them otherwise and it's really really hard to convince somebody that wait a minute you know that perhaps i have formed the wrong opinion because we really do build up and invest our ego into our our thought processes and our decisions and most of our decisions are not based in in well-founded facts they're just based on what makes sense to us well and here's the other interesting thing with the quote-unquote climate science is that they've created this whole climate science industry and people are getting rich off of it oh yeah so that makes it even harder to get somebody to change their opinion when they're so invested in an industry that is now basically paying their bills Mm -hmm. in a you know in a very real way and and so you know how do you get them to step back from that when they're making so much money? Yeah, well that's why I say the climate pe- people who believe climate is is uh, a, ca- a catastrophe in process right now are going to look at at, at uh, you know Schellenberger and say, oh he's just cashing out. He he wrote something that's going to get all of the MAGA people to buy his book um, because they'll use this as a weapon against us and and you know he's just. You know, I mean, I, and I made a joke about the fact that, oh, he's trying to sell a book. If he wasn't selling the book, then I think that he would honestly have probably a more um, uh, stance with the with those people in that he's changed his opinion and made it public, but he's not trying to cash in on that fact that he has now changed that his opinion. But because he's selling a book, they're going to use that as evidence that they should discount his opinion. Right they're going to discount his opinion anyway because right. th- for them it's Oh, they disagree. Show. They disagree because they've made a gut decision already. And, you know, damn the facts. I, I've made a decision. <sighs> you know, it's interesting. We look back and I was thinking Monty Python. You know, she turned me into a newt. She's a witch. You know, they, you yeah. know all the craziness. You remember the scene? Um, yeah. All the craziness of, of these scares about witchcraft, etc. We are no better than they are. Yeah. I mean, we're doing the same kind of stuff. Which is calling it science. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They called it science, too. We yeah. like to think of ourselves as being so incredibly enlightened, and we're not. No. Nope. You know. It's... And it's future generations will laugh at us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it, it, as we move forward, exactly, people will look back and say, boy, that they were old-fashioned and did things strangely then. And the further back you go, the stranger it gets, right? I mean, we look at people during the 1300s and think that they were very backwards, um, you know, but even you look back 200 years ago, um, you know, or, or 250 years ago, you know, I'm thinking around the founding of our nation and, and how backwards things were done and how things were handled then. I just watched it odd thing i happened to see a documentary i put something on yesterday while i was working here in the shack doing some some um, rearranging thank you tobin by the way for bringing your um lovely uh young um ladies over um uh awa and tanto came over and helped move my familial desk into my shack out back studio big oak desk for those who who don't know and uh but anyway, I needed to do some some structural work to make it fit because the remember the, it didn't go in the last three inches. Yeah. And uh, so I put on a uh, something on the television in here just to fill time, and I had a documentary on the history of toilets. Okay. 
and, wow. and which which sounds bizarre, but but I mean they basically went back to the the Romans had you know running water and and even flush basic toilet you know toilets and 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 systems, and then it disappeared for about fifteen hundred years because, you know, dark ages and all of that overthrowing the Romans and and uh, and then they brought back the advances of doing that, but you'd realize that Queen Victoria basically had one of the first flush toilets. It had, we hadn't been around that long. And that, you know, even 100 years ago, most people, or, or 200 years ago, like when our, our country was founded, most people used an outhouse and, uh, or, or a pit or a shovel and went out yeah. and dug a hole, did their business and buried it and walked back into the house. You know, um, I mean, it's hard to believe that that's how people were getting by not that long ago right yeah yeah and we tend to think of ourselves like i said as being so much smarter and so much more enlightened and no we're not and yeah. here's the thing many of us because you know we the way we've ha handled our agriculture many of us if something terrible happened we couldn't feed ourselves yeah yeah no you're right you're right so so with that I, we are we are completely out of time. You got to run. Tobin and I are going to stay and talk. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, thank you all for joining us again. Thank you for celebrating my birthday with me. Um, and Aaron, thank you. And Tobin, thank you um, uh, for coordinating um, family calling in on the radio show. It was nice to hear from everybody. Uh, hope everybody has a wonderful day. Go have some ice cream on me. Sounds great. Ha have a happy, happy, happy birthday. Thank you so much. And we'll see you later today, brother. Later.